Hello and welcome to Weekly Open. I'm Brian, here with Josh today. Hey, Josh. Hey, Brian. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing well. Don's sick. Luke's out. So it's me and you. It feels almost like a Friday, but it's, it's not. Like, it's because. like a warm Christmas sweater. <laughs> just that feeling you get with me. You just love it. So it's me and you, and it's not Friday. It's Monday because today is the weekly open, and it's brought to you by Blockfolio. Thanks to our friends at Blockfolio for being our partners. Go to weeklyopen.com slash Blockfolio. You can make trades there today, direct from one asset to another it is a seamless and delightful trading experience on your mobile phone. They're also the newest partners of Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> so we share that with them. Uh, it's got all the portfolio tracking features you've loved ever since uh, 2014 when that came out, which seems crazy. That's true. Go to Blockfolio via weeklyopen.com slash Blockfolio. And thanks so much for them being our partners. A great partner. Uh, you know what, Josh? You have a lot of price charts open. But first, let me ask you, do you know who Trevor Lawrence is? Um, no, but I woke up, opened Twitter, and I saw that. And then some other guy, Cody or something, doing, saying his entire salary is going to be in BTC. Yeah, but he's like an existing NFL player. Uh, and not like a huge name, whereas Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick in the draft this week. So it's very well-timed on Blockfolio's part to say, Uh-oh. hey, here we are partnering with the next Tom Brady. Like he's the most hyped recruit to both when he was in college and then now into the NFL, and um, Blockfolio snagged you, that partnership. <laughs> if you care about sports ball, and it seems like – Blockfolio is going towards the DraftKings audience with the Portnoy acquisition, if you will, into the portfolio. Well, I think they're trying to hit mainstream audiences. In addition, yeah, but it's to more than that. It's more than it's premier crypto content like Weekly Open. Of course, right? I don't want to, you know, they're our sponsor, right? But I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's very clear uh, their marketing strategy is let's go after the people who are already gambling on DraftKings and stuff like that right which is fine yeah. and uh yeah and let's let's name a sports the arena like i think what's interesting is they're going multiple routes right so for all the content and individual sponsorships are using blockfolio but like the miami heat arena was ftx that sponsored that so yeah kind they're of hitting all, it on both fronts which is interesting they're all the same yeah shoe I know. Box just, in my mind yeah but they're they're hitting it with like FTX is kind of the technical place, you know, like the, you know, the more advanced trader, maybe that's how they'll approach. To, I don't know. So I'll talk to my buddy, Alec, see what the strategy is there, but <clears throat> it's, uh, it's neat to see them going after, um, mainstream audiences with their partnerships. Now, I guarantee you there will be a FTX or Blockfolio Super Bowl ad, uh, next year. I feel like oh. we can. I feel like we can guarantee that. Apparently, Sam tried to do it this year, but he tried to do it like 24 hours before the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it too late for this? <laughs> anyway, thanks to Blockfolio, good friends, and uh, Josh. It looks like we got a bounce. Is it a bearish retest, or is this the bottom? Well, we went through a week. Is that what it was? It was a week of irrational, exuberant selling. 
it was it was ten days at least of like what the hell is even going on here? Uh, yeah, I guess we're back on track. I don't know. I, honestly, I'm still kind of I kind of unplugged a little bit over the past couple of days on purpose because just. I had nothing to do. What am I going to do? Sell the bottom? Because that's what I would have done. <laughs> yes. It's like by the time you're beyond 25%, you just got to wait for the bounce, you know? Like there's not – you don't really have a good option at that point um, because, yeah. like you said, you'll just end up being the person selling the bottom. And it still looks like it's in no man's land, even at 53. Um, yeah. Because well, we didn't get we didn't get the full mean reversion. We didn't get – uh, like a, a bounce bounce back to uh, at least not BTC where we'd be safe. Right. Um, well, I want to highlight a couple of levels. I just, you know, some simple horizontals um, and they do fit some of my other opinions, but 45, which we didn't quite get to not only was it the 20 week SMA, uh, which I've talked about over and over again, how we have not tapped. And it just moved up to 45.6, by the way, because of the new weekly yesterday. Um, but nevertheless, 45K, 20-week, and also the daily closing low from February 28th. Um, and then we made a higher low at 51.4. Um, and then the next higher low was 55.8. So when we lost 55.8, that's really when the selling started heavily, and we had five straight days of selling. Um, but what's interesting is that $10 billion liquidation was back on April 18th now. And then April 23rd, not near the liquidations, but made a lower wick. Uh, and then yesterday, yet another lower wick. So it was really, it really was three pushes of selling that wicked out, <clears throat> but did not get to that 20 week. Uh, so they stopped just above 47K on the index. Um, and we're already up. If you if you bottom wicked it, which you didn't, let's be honest, then you're already up about 14% on BTC. Um, a note on this in terms of uh, our, our friends, Cred and Don, a level they talked about as being tradable would basically be reclaiming 51.2, so basically sweeping these lows and then taking this high as kind of a, a decent opportunity you know to play it from here to there type of thing um whether or not you get that retest i honestly have no idea um so what this is now in no man's land in my mind um so you're once again if you didn't sell early in the move then you're basically just waiting uh for like the next tradable setup Top to bottom, we went um, more than 26%. If you go wick to wick, let's see what it was. It was 27.75%. Very much uh, an acceptable dip in a bull market, like right along the lines of what you expect and, and you know, are taught to buy in a raging bull market. Uh, however, it bottomed right in the middle of, le multi of levels, so I think it left a lot of people kind of goofy. And, uh, and funding was negative at the same time, which is, I think it actually was for a couple of days, but I think even uh, halfway into this bounce, it was still negative. I'm not sure if it is today. Those are some of the things that I wanted to note. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, it's not just in BTC. We're seeing this bounce. The whole market is uh, going along for that trade. The only thing that really helped prevent me from actually shorting or selling any of this was the daily RSI, which was 
bottomed for the first the time. <laughs> lowest since March 2020. And, and this didn't feel like March 2020 to me. So I was pretty, pretty okay with just letting things happen. Because uh, it just it didn't make any sense. And yeah, and ETH. Well, I want to talk about the gas real quick first because they yeah. raised the gas limit. Um, I forget his name. It's like Peter Sizalik or something on, on Twitter. He's like one of the lead maintainers, I guess you could call him for ETH. Like he's the the head honcho when it comes to like part of the decision-making process for this, but they raised the gas limit. So yeah, gas is a lot lower now um, and it, it'll stay relatively low so long as, you know, it's like there's a fixed amount of space, right? In each block. And if that space is competitive if if people want to use that block space um then prices go up if they do not want to use that block space or if the block space is not full then prices go down or stay down and right now they're relatively low i think they're like sub 100 right Mm -hmm. yeah gas is significantly more affordable and you probably could have traded eth and DeFi purely based off of gas trends relative to the mean to determine if it was worthwhile to do so. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's going to help. That's going to help DeFi, which is in turn going to help ETH. It's going to hurt BSC. It's going to hurt um, any of the competitors, at least in the near, near term. While ETH pulls up a little bit. I mean, ETH's irrationality made even less sense to me than BTC's um, even at the all time highs, you know, you know, I, I don't. I don't trade low time frames like this. So I, I was just out, right? Like, I wasn't trading on leverage there. Um, I tried, didn't work, uh, and I was even like, kind of right. <laughs> I just, uh, I got washed out because I, like, it kept testing those lower bounds, and usually when that happens, it breaks. But that final one just wicked and wicked and jumped. Um, so I ended up not in the margin trade by the time it hit that wick so it was a waste of effort yeah because it hit it hit these levels which is like okay whatever and then um and then it made an all-time high pulled back it's back to it's basically all-time high levels it's got a w going on i mean it looks definitely looks more bullish than btc you can say that much for sure yeah. um so it, it looks fine it just it was so insanely all over the place i, I didn't know what to make of it um, so I guess you're, I'm still bullish on ETH relative to BTC, even on, you know, we can look at ETH BTC. Mm-hmm. I think that looks fine. Uh, where is it? I was really watching it like on the eight hour. I think it actually looks pretty good still kind of consolidating yeah, I mean, up here. I think the important component there is the, the weekly level. Um, before we, before we get on that weekly ETH BTC, I wanted to highlight just what I was looking at. Um, so basically, when this nuked, I was thinking, okay, that's the bottom. Turned out it was the bottom. However, entering trades, I ended up being in a couple of times in no man's land. And then when it just kept working its way uh, into this consolidation, like it just seemed weaker and weaker every time it was tapping this these lines you know um so i ended up letting the trade go uh for a relatively small loss but like it still hurts when then it does exactly what you were anticipating and you didn't really give it the room to wiggle you know um 
but it just looked to me like it wanted to go forced its way down into like 2k again then it didn't do it just ripped right off of it um so i got i got left on the on the sidelines from a margin perspective um and handed them uh you know a little bit of eth on top of that to take the to take the small loss but that's what makes trading any of this on margin difficult and the, what the way i honestly should have played it is if i felt that that was the bottom i should have just entered a little bit each day rather than trying to hit you know half my position on on one go and then another half and then uh essentially giving it too tight of a stop um so it's not it's not easy to catch these catch these reversals even on something that looks that strong which you're showing now like this just is going one level to the next but i don't know how people do this on high on high margin like i was on low margin and it still was pretty brutal you know it was just like james says in the chat it was just so choppy um trying to make that entry yeah but that's just that's not my market so i just said all right just let let it have its temper tantrum figure itself out if it goes to the 200 day moving average, so be it. Um, this diag still looks fine on ETH. We're still above the pitchfork on ETH, which is just insanely bullish. It says that the rate of change has completely shifted uh, pretty obviously, I think, at this point to a new, faster rate of change. Mm-hmm. Um, ETH looks good. I mean, the two two year MA multiplier is at like 4,000. Yeah. Like if I take all this stuff off and just zoom out a little bit um that's where i think it's going um which also like i mean that takes takes a little time but yeah I think, it's gonna I think take it, time uh, i think it's got a lot of space and now we can transition sorry to take you off of this but the eth btc level um that you were getting at i think the most important component of this is the weekly one because the 0.043 level where it closed um it was its prior high back in january the end of january was also a slam right into the 200 week moving average versus btc so not only did it clear that it cleared the 200 week moving average um and then it did retest it intraday i think around the tax break news that was not really news or tax tax rate not tax break um so yeah to me it looks like ETH BTC essentially has permission to to go, um, and the question is how far does it go? But definitely, you know, higher high, higher high, higher high, and does it retest? Like, does it come back down to point zero four three again? Uh, maybe this week sometime. If so, I think that's a good opportunity for people that want to increase their ETH exposure where they could do so. Um, we still have some whales. Um, sloshing the book around which is not good because that means liquidity is poor but we had a guy yesterday on Bifinex open a bunch of shorts and then close them all for basically a million dollar loss right at the bottom (laughs) (laughs) Um, so there's still that that stuff's going on which I don't like to see because it's just like that's that's like lone wolf um, you know absolute randomness right like you can't have an edge against that you just can't um, but, and today we had some JP Morgan news as well. They're opening some sort of fund that people can trade ETH or trade BTC with. Uh, I don't know, get exposed to BTC. 
yeah, whatever. I don't, even, I don't even care at this point. But yeah, you know. they also like they had a very unimpressive amount of participation in that. <laughs> like I remember, uh, I tweeted it. It was like three hundred people have deposited thirty million dollars or something like that. <laughs> it's like thirty million dollars in crypto, like degenerate yield farming pools can get a billion dollars in an afternoon on a Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Seriously. I just, Justin's son's got more money than that. <laughs> yeah. I just wasn't impressed. Like, Oh, are we really saying this is a good thing that JP Morgan gets $30 million into some Bitcoin thing? Okay. Whatever. I think it's just optics. Right? Right. Like whatever, who cares? But yeah. yeah, we're definitely looking better than last week. I'm definitely feeling more comfortable as far as like entering positions though. I'm looking at like the four hour for everything on the cloud. If we want to talk like actual brass tacks, is that a still a term people use? Sure. I like it. Um, you know, we're bullish on four hour cloud. We're above the cloud bullish DK cross. Um, so that says, okay, you have permission to be long there. Um, a lot of people are asking me about, sorry, let me pull it up. The BTC, this edge to edge thing. Yeah. And but the rejection of it, it's in no man's land. That's what this is telling you. It's between the ba- cloud balance and the Keyshin. Right. So this entire time, as long as the TK lines are crossed bullish, it never says to short anything. Okay. So that's the number one thing people, maybe I need to make more clear. Um, in my own edification, but as long as the TK crosses bullish, you short nothing is if we are near the key June, you buy, if we are in the cloud, you close out your longs, you're stopped out. You don't enter a short here though, until the TK lines are cross bearish. So in the future, in a week from now, if we get a bearish TK cross with a re-entry into the cloud, that is the definite go signal that we're going to hit the 200 day moving average. Yeah. And, and, or the other edge of this cloud. <clears throat> at like 39 41 something like that yeah i like the the cloud chart here because it's basically telling you if it crosses 54 really if it gets that daily close over the keyshin i'd feel better i like i'd feel like it's just gonna shoot right up versus if you see it continue to chop between the cloud and the keyshin it's gonna leave you in unknown territory and alts will probably still do well but that'll basically be your sign that bitcoin wants to keep chopping around right um yeah, there isn't really, like you said, definitely no man's land. And if you're trading this like cloud exclusive perfectly, currently you're stopped out and you're kind of just waiting for... You're waiting for a reclaim. A TK cross recross, if anything, because right. it's just like, well, where do you even open a position here? I, I don't even know. Like I if you were you, down... I think you could over like 54, 55, um, but it might be such a difficult impulse to catch. But uh, The other thing... Uh, that was interesting as we crossed. I know you hate the pitchfork, but we uh, we bounced on that diag, yeah, kind of random, but but we did. We also bounced on a monthly pivot, which is always worth checking out if we're moving quick at low time frames. So so it makes sense. Yeah, depending on whether Bitcoin decides to chop here or Chad <laughs> Chopper Chad, <laughs> maybe that's our show title. Um, I think that we'll see that play out in dominance. Like Bitcoin's dominance is up a little bit today. Um, but after this many weeks of dominance going down and, and, um, if Bitcoin chads right through that level, like a back above the Keyshin and all that, I think we could see a week or two of dominance kind of reclaiming itself, which would 
be the Chad scenario. I feel like if it chops, then dominance will keep going down. So I feel like watching that 54K, like you might have time to kind of preserve your Bitcoin relative buying power above 54K, like if you switch over between 54, 55, 56, rather than like hoping that everything else is going to keep up with those things. Um, well, the thing is like through March and April on, if you're, you're probably overweight BTC relative to ETH because you're expecting it to break out or you're expecting a catch up trade. This is just me. I'm describing my situation, right? Yeah. You didn't get that in March and April. ETH outperformed BTC um, on those low time frames. So now what do you do, right? ETH looks way better than BTC. So do you rotate into ETH? Do you 50-50 it? Do you expect to catch up trade now? You know, I, I don't I don't know the answers to these questions. I'm just saying, like, this is what's going through my head. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to allocate this. Maybe you hold those margin long positions on ETH um, and hold spot BTC just because um, ETH just looks better, you know? I feel like I do I do better trading it if I just trade the charts independently and I just ignore relativity, you know? Like, ETH just looks better. I'm going to long ETH, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I just thought, looking at that uh, dominance chart, it does look like it wants a little mean reversion. Um, yeah, I mean, dominance is a joke anyway. So. I know, it's very difficult, but I... It's just such, it would be such a crypto thing to do for Ethereum to just look ready for this breakout and then <laughs> on its way to three thousand somehow lag Bitcoin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But I still I like that ETH BTC chart too much, so I'm willing to I'm willing to be overweight ETH here. And uh, they've got they've got EIP whatever coming in July, but I, the market's just so all over the place irrational right now. I don't even know. Like to say like, oh, EIP, whatever is coming, let's be bullish ETH. Like, okay, that's one hypothesis, me, right? It makes me, I mean, yeah, I mean, fundamentally it makes me extraordinarily bullish. Um, and I do think, I do think it will be the kind of um, catalyst for ETH making its move, especially if it can be combined with fees coming down. You know, gas below 100 is really... It's really the magic number for making ETH tolerable from a fee perspective. Uh, but what's going to be what's going to be the real difference maker in the ETH landscape is how much does the Uniswap move to Uniswap 3.0 and Optimism Layer Two? How much does that additionally pull down gas? Because it's it, it basically becomes exponential, right? If your uh, largest user of gas is what moves to L2, not only are you getting the benefit of L2 speed speed and fees, you're also getting the benefit of them being off of L1. So suddenly those highways are much more open, and it brings down L1 gas costs a lot as well. So all of a sudden, ETH is quite attractive to transact on. Um, and I think that's yeah. what's going to happen. That's fair. Um, I don't want to talk about... Solana or Serum, but well, it's it's all I'm seeing on Twitter right yeah, now. Is, before we is, get, before we get to Solana and, and Serum and stuff, I want to actually yeah. talk about Ave and Matic because this is another layer two or sidechain conversation. Um, Curve and Ave both in one week have quite a bit of TVL on Matic 
So they are using, I think Aave has a 1 billion TVL on Matic. So this seems to be the side chain du jour to uh, be excited about. Um, I'm looking for the Matic chart, but it went up a lot. Just want to get a handle on DeFi metrics. Like we just got to throw more crap into the mix, right? Well, I'm saying TVL not because I of how important I think TVL is, but rather just it's kind of a relative signal for uptick in the market. The chat's going to make fun of me for not being able. Oh, it's because I'm in the wrong list because uh, I can't find Matic. <laughs> Training View has Training View has Bing Bon Bing Bon. The only reason I know about, about that is because of uh, what's his face. He lost a bunch of money there <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Bitlord. Bitlord, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, okay, yeah, here it is. It's up 33% today after a prolonged consolidation since early March. Um, yeah, so Matic is, you know, pricing in this usage of uh, of um, Ave and Curve on their platform with a huge breakout today. And honestly, it looks like from a measure move perspective, it's probably got a little ways it could go. So we might see, you know, Matic, move move its way up polygon is the is the platform um and it also seems like the ave folks are uh enjoying this as well it looks like it's flipping its trend and this was so like ave looks so ready to break down uh i i hate to admit i sold the bottom not to usd thankfully but to eth which ave is now over outperforming but ave structurally just looked like it could be ready to lose 300 there and even if it bounced uh, it felt like it would underperform eth to me and of course it did the opposite on both fronts it was dead bottom and is up 30 percent since then and it had a 45 percent swing yeah i know but in two in like three days so, so how are you even supposed to try to trade that that's that's part of my issue with all this stuff yeah they they can move quite a bit um it's so but, brutal. <laughs> like the breakout looks perfect. It looked like an inverted head and shoulders. Trend metrics look yeah. great. And then boom, 45%. Well, thank you very much. Welcome to my life. That's how, that's, <laughs> I traded that and it hurt. <laughs> it's so brutal. So um, brutal. Even after, like, even when it went down that wick and then here intraday, it looked like, oh, okay, there's recovery. And then it failed it again. So I'm sitting there as Bitcoin's breaking 48 or whatever. And it's like right here, and it looks like it's just going to collapse under the weight. And it's like the last thing you want to do is then end up holding this thing at 200 because there's like nothing but air below. Um, It reversed, but when I looked at that versus the ETH chart, which was much stronger with much closer support, so I was like, all right, well, probably sell on the bottom, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because you it seemed like the a safer wick. place. I wasn't. Yeah, I was basically almost the wick. The market um, thanks you. The market thanks me. Um, I still think it was the right choice. You know what I mean? Like that's one of those where it's like the process was okay. Uh, the outcome was less than ideal, but at least ETH is up. <laughs> so don't feel the pain as much. Yeah, I guess it depends on your leverage size, risk reward profile, blah, 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 that stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, the downside was greater on Ave breaking down from that level than than ETH, which had lots of support below at like two thousand and stuff. You know. Yeah, um, DeFi perp still looks fine. It, it uh, 
wicked into that level below the horizontal a few times, but it's, I mean, it's a mess, but it looks fine. Right. Like it's not, doesn't excite me, but it's not bearish. Yeah. I actually, I feel like DeFi is about re- about ready for continuation. Um, Sushi is another one. Didn't quite get to its 200-day moving average versus BTC yet. It didn't quite get to its 200-day moving average versus USD. Still could if all this has another bearish retest, although it doesn't really seem like the market wants to do that. Um, But this has been a very long consolidation, like multi-month for DeFi, if we use Sushi as an example. Um, And... I feel like some of this rotation from other stuff that has moved really fast could end up back uh, back in DeFi. Um, they still look good. Like Ave BTC has has looked good, but it's like it's been fine relative to BTC because <laughs> while BTC has been down, um, it's been in these ridiculous ranges. But when you look independently at them, Curve same thing. Like they all look like they could move to me um they all pretty much captured they saved the levels they had to save and now the question is are they going to be able to have the real move now or are we just in for another month of chop i don't know the answer to that but they don't look they don't look bad to me you've pulled link up well this is probably the strongest btc chart that i'm looking at as far as like imminent breakout potential Adam Eve ascending triangle above the 200, just below the pivot, like within the pitchfork. I like 130K sats. You know, this is a 2X on, on BTC. Yeah, I don't like it though. I've given, my, I've given my reasons for that many times. Um, That's fair. But I like it. Yeah, I, I like think the it's, chart. I, think it's probably, I like the chart. That's fine. I think it's. I like I, the chart. <laughs> I think it is probably. Uh, a tradable setup, and I think that's that's fine. I hope you win. Something else to keep in mind with Link that most people probably feel anyway, but it's completely it's the lowest correlated with everything else in DeFi. If you run the numbers on it, um, so if anything, that's a reason to like diversify into Link. Not that I'm trying to shill in a position like I could care less, but I'm just saying like if you're trying if you're heavy if you're overweight DeFi and you're like you know I'm getting sloshed around, what's going on? Um, it's always good to look for uncorrelated stuff, right? Um, so yes, Link is still DeFi, but it's the least correlated to everything else in DeFi. Yeah, I I'll uh, I, I shared on an up only stream why I don't like it. I'll try to find the clip when I was debating bells uh, about it, but it's more of a fundamental thing. It still has, like you said, it's in the channel. It's tradable. Instant long term looking for multipliers is not not what I seek. Um, but speaking of multipliers, the Solana ecosystem has received them. <laughs> um, yeah, did I just like wake up into the Solana timeline or like? Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's literally every chart, every if, tweet. If you bought the daily close low and you sold the daily close high yesterday, you'd be up thirty seven hundred and fifty percent. I don't know what multiple that is. It's a lot. From dollar twenty-two to forty-seven dollars, so congratulations, you won. Um, you did great. Now, volume can be a good thing, but it can also highlight that uh, 
it, it, like where how do you do more volume than that <laughs> you know like essentially uh euphoric exhaustion and when i look at the ftx weekly oh my USD God. volume oh, look at look at on weekly like it was mooning before that and then you look at this weekly volume that it just had and it's like extraordinary um rsi weekly is literally like on the ceiling. I don't know if we can get much yeah. higher than that. Yeah. So I got beaten up yesterday because I complimented these people on their trade. And they didn't How li- dare they did you? Not, they did not like that. How <laughs> dare you? I'm going to read it because, you know, why not? Um, all right. So. Well, you're looking for that. My hot okay. take on any altcoin is if it's up since January and didn't exist before last year awesome good for you but that's not necessarily something i'm going to be trading yeah and i i like solana i have no beef with solana i think it's done well uh <laughs> sam's I, a sponsor friend no, of the has, show has not yeah friend of the show <laughs> but it has nothing to do with that i actually am even bullish on solana on the repricing schedule the same way that i was with DeFi. i just missed it on solana of like okay well do i think solana is better than eos sure so why shouldn't it outrank eos it needs to go to number four number five that's fine these things just don't always happen overnight and when you've made this type of multiple people are going to take profit and i think at some point you start to lose your ability to outperform so i tweeted i believe soul will underperform eth for a while now feel free to make fun of me and laugh call me an idiot in a month or two but that's my opinion you had a great run i wish i'd been on it congrats and boy oh boy josh they were not happy. <laughs> the people, yeah. the people, how dare, how dare I congratulate them on a win? It sounded too dismissive. It was not dismissive. I just think I, that this was the run. This is, reminds me of like when Ave went to 500. Am I bearish Ave? No. Do I think it might spend two months doing this? Yes. <laughs> that's like, that's what I think Solana can do here. Uh, and it's just my take. Like, it's an opportunity cost thing. I think it can do well. I think Ave is still um, underranked. Um, so my reason for never buying Soul was that it was never the right time for me, and that was a mistake. So sorry. The best time um, was yesterday. Yeah, someone asked me why I didn't buy it though. The and second best time is going to be a year from now. So anyway, um, it's massively outperformed Ethereum. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's going to do that as much. Um, maybe it does a little bit. Maybe it does some kind of distribution top. You know, like it kind of floats its way up a little higher. Maybe, maybe it goes to hundred, and uh, I'm I'm dumb. Um, I just think that it's uh, it's it's quite extended here. Um, anyway, yeah, I just uh, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't know. That's I just don't have a feeling on it one way or the other, you know? Yeah. I think like there's, there's so many ways to make money in this market. Um, if you're getting angry at somebody or whatever for not being in your coin, it's a bit silly. Yeah. So I, here's an example though. Like the 20 day moving average is at 31, $32. And if I'm a Solana holder and I bought it, I don't know, recently, if you look on the chart, $32 could happen and look like a blip, but how would you feel if that happened? You know, like, would you be upset with the amount of gains that you've given back? That's a 30% dip. Or worse, would you have bought above 40 and be underwater? Do you have the capacity to average down if it does that? When you get far from the mean, it makes it harder to enter 
and and get away with it profitably. And I, you know, salon's pretty far from the mean. Um, <laughs> has it had a blow off top? Depends how you look at it. Um, I know people who think that it's you know hundred dollars is programmed before any pullback. No pullbacks allowed. Moon it now. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe it will. I'd just be more cautious here. I'm not taking entries here. And one of the problems I have when I when you're not taking entries is then what are you doing? Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that leave more room for for downside? Um, I would only want to enter a project like this if it if it went down and that would be you know maybe i'm not alone there that's why you have that split strategy where you de- if you like the project you just dca if you think it's a trade you leverage it up right right that's what, that's another way to do now, it now you bring up serum which is a good example because it's the largest of them but like i do well it th- doesn't serum have a larger fully diluted value than solana oh right yeah now? yeah people got mad at me about this too um, cuz they told me it was <laughs> Um, they told me it, Serum was undervalued and I showed them how it was worth like $60 billion or something. It's, it's, it's close to $100 billion. And they were, like, they were like, yeah, but that doesn't matter um, for like seven years. And I'm like, but it still matters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, however, I do think the natural flow, and this is also why I think Solana could underperform ETH, is going to be people spending the Solana where they've made fortunes and spending it in the Solana ecosystem. So actually, if I was going to continue to be bullish on Solana, it would probably be on the stuff launching within the Solana ecosystem more than Sol itself. Um, Similar to ETH and DeFi, DeFi summer included a lot of time where ETH was doing nothing because people were spending the ETH that they'd made a lot of money on into the DeFi ecosystem on ETH. That could happen with Solana. That is very bullish for the Solana ecosystem, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to like turbo pump Solana another double or triple from here. It might, but I'd rather, if I was these soul chads, I'd rather be betting on the Solana ecosystem if the bets there show up or they're like relevant to do so. Um, maybe I want to buy Mango Markets or one of those launch, you know, like one of those launches. I don't know. I'm just saying that's what I would do. It's got so many flavors of it's echoes of the past of the ICO era, the IEO era, the CZ listing era, the, the everything. Um, people just want this like this catalyst uh, of some guy that they trust Sam in this case, like saying, okay, this is the one let's go. You know, he, he doesn't say that directly, but he says it indirectly by listing this stuff and uh, putting it on the exchange. Right. So, you know, I don't know. It's not for yeah. me. You're either, you're either, you're either all in this stuff, I think, or you just don't care. I don't think there's an in between, honestly. Uh, well, I'm neither. Like I actually do have some exposure to this ecosystem, uh, and I'm up a ton, a hilarious amount. Um, I just don't have liquidity. <laughs> and if you like people, the VCs of this, uh, they do have liquidity now, I guess they could do things, but, um, they're very happy with their Solana bets. They may still be bullish, but if you think they're not t- profit taking, I think you're freaking nuts. Um, anyway, so I think, uh, I think the Solana ecosystem is built on rust, um, and they're like, people are just trying to teach 
Rust developers how to do DeFi. And like, it takes time, you know, you're building new ecosystems. It's not in solidity. It's not the same type of drop in as BSC was, which is both good and bad. It's a little hard, like it's harder to, you can't just like clone something and then turn it on with a different name like you can on BSC. So it takes a little more time to like bootstrap all this up. And I think it'll be really bullish for Solana if you start to see, you know, these products that can take advantage of the features of the Solana ecosystem get built up, yada, yada. I'm going to be done talking about Solana, That's but, but that was my take. Congratulations on your win. I am very happy for you. I don't know why it elicited such negative response. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not coping. I don't, I don't care from a monetary perspective. Uh, I wish I didn't miss the trade, but I miss plenty of trades. So look, Ledger, if you're not in my tribe, you're the other and the other is bad. Yeah. There was a, uh, there was a, a Beeple daily yesterday that was like very well-timed because I was like, this is, this is what crypto, this is what crypto is to me right now. Let me find it for you. And it's just, uh, it's titled battle. And it's just these big apes with little apes on top of their shoulders slinging poo at each other with the moon in the background. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, this is literally crypto Twitter. This is the perfect uh, illustration of crypto Twitter. And I was feeling it very strongly in my replies when he released this, uh, <laughs> when he released this image. Uh, That's good. Yeah. Anyway, I don't really have much else, Josh. This can be a short episode. I don't episode. think so either. Uh, um, yeah, you know, we were in I doing irrationality, yeah. no man's land, and things are looking better. That's kind of it. Yeah, I generally think that was the bottom on BTC, so now it's a matter of like finding your entries if you're seeking to do it in whatever capacity you're seeking to do it. I'm pretty bullish on um, on most stuff, so I'm trying to find like where do I think outperformance can exist. Uh, so that's what I'll be attempting. I certainly think that's with ETH. And then the question on top of that is, uh, how much can that continue with DeFi and to what degree? Um, I don't Sounds really good. have any targets, I guess. Here's what 4K. I, 3, 3K ETH this week. ETH 4K, BTC 100K. 100K, there's 4K, longer term. I think ETH could go to 3K this week. That's, there's my hot This take. week? Yeah. Man. yeah Do I get another stake? Is this another stake that coming? <laughs> no, it's just 2,500 is the daily closing high. And I think... I think this time, if it breaches it, it just goes for it. All right. And then I think uh, DeFi will follow that strongly. My my hunch is that DeFi will underperform that breakout, like the full breakout of ETH. But then it would be a like a big a big follow trade. So I'm kind of hoping I can take advantage of that. We'll see if I'm right or not. I mean, Probably wrong. Some yeah, is lending and borrowing. Amazing, Comp looks great. Maker looks great. Ave looks so-so. Um, SNX, I guess, is in that conversation-ish, too. Um, let me just pull that up real quick for a second. Where's the KuCoin chart? Why can I never find it? There you are. There you are. Yeah, look at that. Ooh, what is this? This is, a, this is what? 44% again. Yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about. When you want, like, decorrelated stuff in a bear market or a, you know, bear move. Yeah, this... This does not look like Comper or Maker for sure, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yes, 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 yes. Um, all right. Well, what I think I'm going to do, Josh, is somebody was asking me about my link take. So I think I'm going to hit us off the show. 
I'm going to turn off the YouTube, and then we're on Twitch right now, on the Letter Sash Twitch as well, just because I felt like it. I'll keep that one on for a minute, and I'll give the link stuff there um, for people that didn't see up only. But <clears throat> we're going to leave that, leave it here for the show. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to uh, Blockfolio for being our partners. Go to weeklyopen.com slash Blockfolio. Download it today. It is a truly great app for tracking your portfolio, but also trading. You can trade Solana there. <laughs> you can fade me. Uh, or do yeah, counter, counter trade Ledger there. Counter trade Ledger at weeklyopen.com slash Blockfolio. We'll catch everybody next time. Thanks for being with us.